Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so, uh, you know, a few uh, stories that we're going to navigate through, I know, that are posted up on the uh, World of Boating Facebook page. We're going to get to them. I love the the new t-shirt, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Comparing boat ownership to feeding strippers. <laughs> so Yeah, great way to promote boating, Greg. Hey, I'm just saying. Wait a minute. Uh, what what does that, it say on current, the back of this T-shirt? It's a, it's, a ter- it's a terrible T-shirt. No, I think uh, it sums it up pretty good. I mean, you know, it says boats are like strippers. They work until you quit throwing a $100 bill at them. Yeah, way to promote boating. So so the question is, is that what it costs nowadays? I, I don't know. What, what do you I mean? Certainly are you talking about the know. boats? Or the... I'm talking about the strippers. Oh, boy. I mean, when I went to my last, what was it, uh, uh, stag party? 1980, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were dollar <laughs> bills. I mean, $100, oh, that's golly. a lot of inflation there. You know, uh, if there was one thing, one, one thing, uh-huh. just yes. one perception that I could change. Through, through the power of radio, would be that boating, recreational boating, owning a recreational vessel does not have to be expensive to the to what that back of the back of that shirt uh, is declaring. It does not have to be. We've we've talked about ways to mitigate and limit and, and you know make it to where you're not. You don't have that mindset, and we use Barry quite often as an example of how to go about maintaining your boat, maintaining your trailer, and avoiding throwing hundreds of dollars um, at your boat. Barry doesn't throw hundreds of dollars at his boat, and his boat continues to work because Barry is very conscientious when it comes to doing scheduled maintenance, maintaining his vessel, maintaining his trailer to where when he goes out, relatively has a trouble-free experience. And he doesn't patronize the adult entertainment complexes well, in South Florida, as far as I know. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it kind of goes hand-in-hand. Hand, uh, you know, that, that is own. true. I, I have been signed up with Boat US and, and that and Seto uh, for, I don't know, 15 years now, and I have yet to have to call him. Okay. All right. Well, so because you can literally break out the oars on your boat and row it into shore. <laughs> Actually, I don't have an oar, but I do have a push pole now. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. I do miss Sito. Used to have a radio check system that worked great, and they turned that off. Yeah. So well, now you got to just ask your uh, fellow boating radio folks, well, right? Yeah, do the ones who don't know check. how to use the VHF to save their life. <laughs> well. Okay, there's that, I guess. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Come right. on, rubber duck. <laughs> okay, well, moving on to other uh, more serious stuff. Uh, let's see. The NMMA, their Boating oh, United uh, Action Committee, put out a notice this week about a uh, you know public access to boating waters in the Gulf of Mexico. And I'll read it. It says the National, or NOAA, 
is considering regulations in the eastern Gulf of Mexico that would unnecessarily restrict recreational boating across or access in large areas of the Gulf. Now, this has to do with another animal that uh, evidently Noah feels is going to be threatened. And what is this, the Rice's Rice's Whale? Rice's Whale. Otherwise known as the Gulf of Mexico Whale. Okay, of course. Which is a really bad name for a whale. Yeah. So (laughs) there's been some proposed restrictions, I guess, that would limit all recreational boating and fishing vessels to travel at a speed of a bike, is what they say on this uh, action alert. It's 11 miles an hour. Because, listen, if you're in the Tour de France, you can go pretty darn quick on your bike. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and they, according to the, once again, this is according to the Boating United Action Alert, there has never been a documented case of a recreational vessel striking a rice's whale. So, you know, they're, they're looking out for the whales. I get, I get that. But, of course, the boating industry, you know, the Boating United group is like the legislative arm of the National Marine Manufacturers Association, I believe. <laughs> and, a, Barry just sent me a text. Yeah, Barry, you're right. He's a moron. <laughs> who no one don't worry about it okay so so how do you feel about this it sounds like uh some people are up in arms about some proposed reg- reg- regulations that can make it very difficult to boat through certain areas of the gulf i i suggest that people go onto the no website or find actually the federal register and find this notice which i just sent to you uh and read it okay do from your Noah. Own research do yeah do well. Wait a minute. If they're the ones that are proposing the law, yeah. then at least go out and read what it says. Don't necessarily rely on someone else to tell you how to think. Think for yourself. Okay, that's, that's fine. Too much work. All right. I no. prefer for the internet to tell me how to think, Barry. Yeah, I know. All right. So what? So what have you learned then, Barry? Give uh, no side of the story. This. I mean. You gave me this homework assignment uh, last minute. Well, it's hard to figure out. I mean, Boating United is, I mean, their whole organization is there to protect the rights of uh, boaters and fishermen and our boating rights. So they're always on the lookout for issues like this that, you know, may or may not be based in, uh, you know, in the best interest of boaters. I mean, everybody wants to protect the whales. Let's get that out first. There's not a boater listening right now who's thinking like, ah, screw the whales. I don't care. You know, that's not the case. But, but, you know, sometimes, you know, they go. So let's see what the restrictions are. All right. It says the petition petition proposes a year-round 10-knot vessel speed restriction within the waters between 100 meters. Oh, forget meters. 100 meters deep and 400 meters deep. Go convert it yourself. Okay. Uh, from approximately Pensacola, Florida to just south of Tampa. So it gives you the latitude and longitude. So it's a section. Uh, if you can imagine a roadway, apparently, that these whales travel back and forth. All right. Sort so they like want to put a speed travel, limit if, if, in place. Yeah. Kind of like a manatee zone, it sounds like yes. to me. Right? Okay. Yeah. Cat. Patrick, what do you say? But if you can imagine the state of Florida, you know, the part that dangles, that could use some Viagra. Um, (laughs) So if if you can imagine that part of it and put a Cheeto slightly off the coast, Mm -hmm. that's the zone. Yeah. Oh, so so you're saying it's only the size of a Cheeto. Yeah. How, well, what is the square footage Cheeto, of miles? What, what is the, what, what do we know? I don't it's know. A, I'll have to sit and figure it out. The map I saw looked like a pretty big is, swath of ocean. You know something? This is where you do your own research. Again, think for yourself. Don't let <laughs> others think for you. Okay. 
right. But let's 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 say roughly. Uh, okay, so so basically on the just the y, let, let's just get two hundred miles. All right, two hundred square miles are going to be put a speed limit or a speed zone in the Gulf of Mexico. Let's let's get something on the record right now. Barry and Patrick evidently both. Have no problem with this, it sounds like. Did, did we say that, Captain? I'm, that's what I'm asking. I'm putting you no, on the record. Did we Do say you? that? No, we didn't say that. We said, I said, read the proposal, make your own decision then. Don't rely on other people to right. think for you. Now, I'm gonna I'm I'm actually going to take this position. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if I'm not mistaken, unlike the issue with the Atlantic right whales, where we've had repeated strikes reported, we've had Cargo ships show up with right whales, you know, splayed across the bow. We know that that's an issue. We know that we've had right whales that have been struck and killed out in the Atlantic. Okay, but well, yeah. okay, they have, but okay, wait, 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 but wait, not back, 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 back. No, hold on, no, 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 wait, wait. If you're gonna bring, if you're gonna bring up that, you got to remember the other side of that coin is that they had been having strikes leading up before any r- rules proposals. There was another. You know, there was another side to that story, and it wasn't showing any correlation between the speed of the vessels and how many whales were getting struck. Remember that, Patrick. Remember that too. Over in the Gulf of Mexico, the Gulf of Mexico whale. Okay, no reported strikes as of yet. Right. That's what they say on this action okay. alert. It says. All right. No. No. I mean, I haven't heard anything anywhere. Any ships. Any recreational vessels coming in contact with a whale that I really didn't even know existed. Well, we'll follow up with this more next. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. 
He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast fatten out the hatches aye aye sir Man the mouse sprint stow the mizzen mast jive the jib boom hoist the mainsail and lower the tattersail look sharp lad Take the starboard hatch to leeward. Watch and trim the scuppers of the port poop deck. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew. All right, so um, Noah's proposed a uh, speed zone in the Gulf to protect the rice's whale, which we're not sure exactly what that looks like, but uh, it has the boating industry up in arms. They put out an action alert that, hey, you need to check this out. Uh, Let your legislator in your area know uh, that you're not real happy about a potential speed zone. Kind of, I mean, it sounds like they want to propose like a manatee speed zone out in the Gulf. To protect these whales. Now, whether that's the right solution or not, I don't know. But uh, but the uh, according to this action alert, they're trying to ram it down our throats or trying to get. Uh, get this, we uh, don't know. Uh, it's it's uh, hold, hold well. On. That's what oh, the action okay. alert says. Okay, yeah, but, okay. so hold I'm on. just saying. Let's, let's back. Just up. wait. Wait. First, first, first <laughs> off, I did a little bit of research, and apparently there are two kinds of rice's whales. Okay. okay? There's the white rice's whale. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> that right. was pretty good. Okay. And there's the jambalaya spiced jambalaya, version. Dirty oh, yeah. and dirty rice. New Orleans. And, uh, now, yeah. this is this is probably going to blow Greg's mind because no. he, he, he wouldn't let me. He, he wanted to just kind of get his point out there. But absent of any reported strikes, I mean, multiple strikes, multiple deaths of these whales in the Gulf of Mexico, I think this is a proposed legislation in search of a problem. Okay, I don't think that this is something that is needed at this point in time, whether for commercial vessels or for recreational. Because well, I haven't, I haven't seen and I haven't read any data yet that says these whales are being impacted in this area by commercial and or recreational vessels. Right, but you could have said the same thing about the uh, proposed legislation off the East Coast for the right whales because they were claiming it was boat strikes when there's other groups blaming, you know, wind farms and God knows what. Aliens. And and if you remember when, when I talked about that, you know, I believe there should be a delineation between, okay, ships, at a certain size transiting that area should probably heed, okay, and be restricted in their uh, movement, their speed, versus a uh, 30-foot center console that's heading out to go do some sport fishing. Because I got news for you. If a 30-foot center console comes in contact with a right whale, I can guarantee you who's coming out the winner on that battle. 
True. Okay, and it ain't the boat. Well, that's true, but but at the time when we were talking about that, and I think it kind of applies here, is what is the right solution? Is the solution to create these no-go zones or speed zones, you know, like a manatee zone, or is there another alternative that might be less, you know, uh, abruptive, you know, or less uh, difficult for boaters and fishermen to take. I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't come up with a solution to protect the right whales or the rice's whales, I'm sorry, and, and the Gulf. I'm just saying it's creating a, uh, you know, uh, a speed zone in, in this area of the Gulf, which, by the way, what are they going to do? Set up speed cops out there in the ocean again? This is ridiculous. Yeah, because they want all vessels transiting that area to be equipped with AIS systems, which I think is overly intrusive. And if I'm Correct. not mistaken... Uh, last year, a federal court ruled in favor of boaters in because the uh, federal government wanted uh, vessels out in a certain area to have AIS systems, and you know, and it's like, no, we're not doing that. You, you, that's Big Brother type stuff right, right there, and no, no. So and, me and me and Patrick agree on that. How about that? That's a that's another first. But but you know, the the thing is. Is, is you know when they push through these proposals like this, and I think this is why this action alert came out, is that you guys didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. That's what the what Boating United is there for is to alert, uh, you know, recreational boaters and fishermen to issues like this that the government will propose. And and if you don't, if you're not aware of it, yeah, you, you won't pay attention and you won't get involved. You won't let your voice heard, and that's why they're there, you know, making noise about this now. Are they totally right? I don't know. I don't think that's really the issue. I do wonder, though, if uh, creating a zone like this is really the best solution. I wouldn't think that would be the best solution, definitely from a boating perspective. So I guess uh, I threw it out there to everybody to make them aware of it. And also, maybe maybe we can come up with another alternative that might be a little bit more palatable to the boating industry. What do you think, Barry? Do you got an idea? No, as, no, as you to don't. an okay. alternative to it, because this is a brand new thing, okay, that no one knew about, but it is posted in the Federal Register. I don't think any of us go out and look at the Federal Register every day to see what new laws are proposed. But I do. if you're, if you're, oh, well, okay, that's unusual. But if you, <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure. if, if you, uh, if you believe that, then I really don't care for the speed zones that we have in the intracoastal. And I don't think it has anything to do with the manatees. Okay, so I guess you just made the argument for don't create one out in the Gulf then. Is that well, what you're saying? No, I, I, I would like to see him get rid of the speed zones in the intercoastal. Okay, well, let's, let's, it, let's, deal, let's deal with one issue at a time, Barry. No, 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 no. That, that would make me happy. Okay, well, it's all about making Barry happy. That's, That's right. But no, I, I, mean, I, I just wonder, though, you know, as opposed to setting up a speed zone in the Gulf to protect these whales, could there be another alternative or some technical or technology that could help yes. uh, protect these whales better than you, just setting you, up a speed zone? You know, how we're, you know how we're building those lanes in the middle of the highway and they put those plastic poles yep. on the highway? They could sink those into no. the waterway. No? What? They, not, not poles. What they need is, um, uh, what is it? How the, about if somebody created transparent aluminum? Hmm. Uh, someone had to think that one up. Yeah. You Maybe know, someone and, from the future. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, if they if they uh, created transparent aluminum, and I'm pretty sure transparent aluminum could hold, you know. A whale. Oh, you, yeah. you guys are not helping. 
You know, and, and we are trying to uh, solve a problem here. You got that reference, I, I, right, Barry? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. But I think those plastic sticks sunk into the ground as a, like a roadway for the yeah, whale. Let's put so the plastic in the ocean. No, no. Good these job, Barry. Okay, so we'll go. What with about some kind of tracking instead. system for the whales? Like if they could figure the out AIS who are the, the whales, and then what do you do? Arrest them and uh, and no, put no, them in you, whale jail? No, you put you, <laughs> you, know, you put some kind of transmitter on them that uh, your radar or something can pick up. So you when you, you you know when they're in the area, and you should slow down. Why is that so okay, hard? So, well, no, that wouldn't be hard. Except then you have to mandate everyone that that transits that area to have the equipment to pick that information up. And once they have AIS systems, guess who's tracking you? Well, does it have to be that, or could it be as simple as some kind of cell phone technology or something? I don't know. I, guess, I'm just oh, wondering. Yeah, guess who's, yeah, come on, Elon. Know. Get on get on it. Get on board with this idea. Let technology idea, fix Greg. it as opposed to uh, making us slow you, down in you areas. you want to give out your social security number while you're on air? No, of course. Right. One, two, three, four, five, that's six, that's Patrick. seven, eight, nine. All right, there you go. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast this is the world of boating greg your first mate captain patrick barry the boat around and at the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information okay so uh we got other things that you can find on the world of boating facebook page uh, among other things, uh, you know, like a cool new T-shirt for the boater on your list. We'll leave no. it at that for now. And no. then, uh, I don't know, there was a, another story. I, was, I don't know what made it on the Facebook page, but I saw a cool new jet boat uh, a dinghy. Did we uh, get that up there? Patrick, did you see that? A whole no. Like five people can hang on this jet boat. I was like, whoa, this looks pretty sweet. Because I love the fact it didn't have a prop. And it looked like it was big enough where you could actually dive off of it as well. It's the Argos Nautic Jet 11. And so it's, you know, inflatable, you know, I think it's a ridge inflatable, you know, it has a hard bottom. 
but kind of the pontoons don't necessarily go all the way around the front. So it's kind of like a hard bottom with two big pontoons on the back, center console dinghy, but it's jet powered. So it's like a supercharged or, you know, kind of like a large, uh, you know, jet boat or, you know, personal watercraft. But you can, I was like, wow, that looks like a pretty good design for a dinghy to me. Have you, uh, has, it, has that popped up on your radar or no? No. Okay. But have you heard of that brand? The what, Argos? Do by, what do you mean by jumping off of it? Not like that that new TikTok thing where they're jumping off boats at 30 miles uh, an hour. All right. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on there, buddy. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One thing at a time. The Jet 11. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Jet 11 might be like the smallest boat that Argos builds. Uh, but uh, now jet boats in general, uh, stupid. Why? Um, that wouldn't make. I mean, you, uh, I'm looking at the picture of this thing. I'm thinking that would be a pretty great uh, dinghy for someone like you know Mike the Mariner on his 35 footer, or something like that. Okay. No, Mike, Mike is all about the Craig Cat. We tried right. to talk him into a a true dinghy. He 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 went against. But, but what's the problem with having a jet boat to the wildlife for your uh, dinghy? What would be the problem with that? Why wouldn't you want that? He didn't want it. He wanted no. You said cat. you didn't like the idea of this. Why? I just don't like jet boats. Oh, <laughs> okay. But first, they're they're a little bit they're a little bit harder to maneuver. Uh, maneuver. Yeah. Uh, you you have if if you have a problem maneuvering a regular outboard boat, a jet boat's going to be a little bit more difficult. Well, you don't have okay. any real control when you're not under power. Correct. That 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 is incorrect. Depends on the brand and what they do for uh, close quarter maneuvering control, where they maintain some propulsion and how that clamshell is set up that redirects your water flow mm. so there 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 are some advanced uh with jet boats but here's the thing jet boats know pretty much one speed um jet boats run one way and one way only there's no trim characteristics for a jet boat yeah um, unless you have trim tabs and the only way trim tabs is going to help you is to bring the bow down which generally is not an issue with jet boats because they tend to generally run flat um so uh, they are also loud uh, and noisy, um, and they burn rate at a incredible. Uh, uh, it, it's just because again, most people, it's one speed, one speed only, and that's full throttle go. And I think jet boats, because people who have had, spent time on jet skis, um, they get into a false sense of security. And with boats like that, even a rigid inflatable, um, it's very easy to get it out of control. Uh, in other words, cutting a corner, making a turn too sharply and throwing people out of the boat. Uh, because again, jet boats, it, it, there, there's no, you're not turning an out drive. You're not turning an outboard, you know, a lower unit, anything like that. It's just redirecting water flow. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's for me. In responsible hands, as a tender, sure. But for the general public, no, there are better alternatives out there that are uh, much more budget-friendly um, than that. Well, yeah, I don't know what the price of this Jet 11 uh, is. $90,000. Is it? No, it's not. You're a liar. Is is Well, I'm looking at it now. Um, the issue with trimming the boat, that's what you have passengers for. Did you move them up to the bow or you move them out? And as far as throwing them off, that goes back to TikTok, right? Yeah, there you go. Okay, so TikTok, 
that this this whole viral challenge thing that came out coming out of like Alabama, the, the Gulf Coast, um, where people were jumping off of boats and getting killed and stuff like that. The internet lied, Barry. Yeah, they always do. About what? It isn't a TikTok thing. It was not, thing it was not yeah. an actual thing. There was no. no there's no viral TikTok challenge of people jumping off boats. Unless now people are taking the fact that there wasn't a viral, truly a viral challenge of people jumping off boats, that somebody is actually going to go out there and now try to do this. And don't. Do not do this. Don't jump off a moving boat. Any yeah. way, shape, or form. Don't jump off the bow. Jump. Don't jump off the side. Don't jump off the stern. And let me tell you something. Back in the day, maybe when I was oh, 15 years old in an ROTC, and I think maybe that movie uh, Navy SEALs had come out with Charlie Sheen or something like that. And there there you where go. They jumped off the bridge yeah. from the moving car. Maybe some friends uh, and I were out in a boat out on the Banana River. And maybe we were like, oh, we could do this too. We could be like Navy SEALs. And we were up on the gunnel side. And then you roll off the, the boat while the yeah. boat was moving, which right. in hindsight was as stupid as us jumping off the 520 Causeway Bridge. Uh, so no don't do that don't do that but you're right i think that's what they're doing is the navy seal they're trying to do the navy seal roll but they're not rolling off the gunnels they're jumping off the back uh the basic cost of the gta but they're not according to who wait so what happened that i saw them jumping they were jumping off the aft end of the boat while it was running so but you just said that was not happening i i'm confused then what is it if there's videos out there what is it (laughs) they're just people doing it so it's just on youtube it's not on tiktok is that what you mean correct there's no challenge people challenging each other to do this thing and post your video on tiktok all right the gt11 the basic white gel coat gt11 is twenty one thousand four fifty as a starting price and if you want to add standard vinyl custum uh, cushions stop what are you talking about this eighty dollars are you yeah, talking basics. about the rib that we were yeah, talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll say that, steering, Barry. 246. <laughs> I did. The GT11, you just said. Well, it's hey, called the Jet 11, according the to the Jet press 11. release. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Greg. Yes. Do you, like pop, do you like Pop-Tarts? Was there ever a point in time in your life where you like Pop-Tarts? Yeah, duh. Uh, I love Pop-Tarts. Totally. Okay. So, coming out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, there was a couple newlyweds. Uh, moved to Michigan, immediately took a leap to start a small business, um, and that is they are selling ice cream from their pontoon boat on the weekends. Um, and the name of their uh, business is Ice Cream Afloat. Uh, it's That's a pink good. pontoon boat that travels around West Michigan, selling classic ice cream on the water. And believe it or not, and this is this is what I I find amazing, it's the first of kind. For that area. Uh, now, how does this tie into Pop-Tarts? I, I just had an idea that, and I never even thought about it. Taking two Pop-Tarts and putting ice cream in the middle. Like what the a hell is wrong like with Barry? Sandwich, is he like have, is Barry having sandwich. a stroke? Yeah. I've never thought about doing that before. It's a pop tart. What triggered that thought in his brain, Patrick? Barry, you need you need to go and, and like, seriously, like, <laughs> what's I'm going, going on after this? Whatever it is. <laughs> I, you know what? Uh, I don't know what he's on, but I, I think I might be interested in, in giving it a go. <laughs> I think it sounds, It's. A, I'm going to go shopping later. 
I'll get some ice cream, some Pop-Tarts, make my oh, own With all the different all right. Pop-Tarts they have now. I have no idea what the hell's going on right now. So we're going to take a break, regroup, and try to uh, catch up with the rest of the class. That's next on World Voting. You're listening to the World of Voting Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast guys we have a situation i broke the bathroom how the heck did you manage to do that we ran out of TV, so I had to use my shirt. Ew. Ew. Well, long story short, turns out that pipes on the butt are not PPT compatible. It can handle tidal waves that the stories talk about. And it can weather any storm from a boat with going out. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, uh, talking about boats and Pop-Tarts. Why? I don't know. Maybe uh, Captain Patrick can shed some light on this because... I don't know. It, it triggered something in Barry. Next thing you know, he's coming up with new uh, pop tart flavors, or I don't know what, uh, what the hell. A, that's that's going to be my. I need to make money, and this will be the one that allows me to make money if you give it away. Okay. Right. So uh, these newlyweds, Megan Ward and Isaiah Kenny, uh-huh. up in uh, Grand Rapids. So they started this this kind of the side business. So they've got this pink pontoon boat, ice cream afloat is the name um she is a former high school teacher um and isaiah is a actual pop tart maker he works days at kellogg's in wyoming making the batter Hmm. i mean you talk about your dream job (laughs) i make pop tarts Uh aha Okay. I mean, that's better than the people who make peeps because peeps are disgusting. So the Pop Tarts inspired the uh, layout or design of their vessel or the color of their vessel or what? <laughs> no. I saw the picture. It was like it was bright pink. An interesting side like, note to the story, Greg, is that the guy who's selling ice cream from a boat yeah. is actually also makes Pop Tarts by day. Okay, so that that was, but I thought he had a, he was inspired. I saw the color; it looks like that pink, sprinkly, gooey stuff you see on the top of pop tarts. You don't think that inspired the the color of their vessel from the boat? No, I saw I think it visually. It's appealing for people that are out on the water. Say, here comes the ice cream afloat boat. Um, let's wave them down. Okay, which is a great name. It is all right. Yeah, I don't know. I saw some uh, inspiration there from his pop tart background. That's what I saw. I saw that pink icing. That goes on Pop-Tarts. Now, evidently, Barry prefers ice cream and Pop-Tarts. No, no, I just came up with that idea. Now, if the guy on this boat who works for the Pop-Tart Kellogg's. company, yeah. Kellogg's, uh-huh. um, decided to give that idea to Kellogg's, I would like something from Kellogg's for coming up with that idea. Like, like some free uh, ice cream sandwich Pop-Tarts? That would be nice. <laughs> Or a million dollars. Or a million dollars. Okay. You know, let, let's say what let's say one point one point seven five percent of the annual gross. 
that would be fine. Of ice cream pop tarts, mm-hmm. I think that would do great. So, and so I, I, I'm confused. I'm still very confused. So, of course you are. So, what is special then about these guys selling ice cream on their boat? Well, it's nobody else in that area is doing that. They okay. found a nice side hustle, a nice uh, in the gig economy. They found a nice way to be able to spend time out on the water, okay, and bring tasty frozen treats to the masses. I see. So, now, you know, in in the in this heat wave we're all experiencing across the country. If you're looking for some extra, you know, money, maybe uh, go out on your boat and start a Mr. Softy franchise or something. Yeah, well, we do have of ice. we, we um, do have food barges down here in in the uh, and, and Barry, yeah, yeah but uh, Mr. Softy is ice cream. Just so we're clear, Barry, I know what you were oh, thinking. Okay, well, yeah. I didn't know you had that problem, Barry. <laughs> yes, if if somebody came to you, if if let's say you had your your captain's license and you ran your boat as a uh, as a charter, what would you charge for an hour? Just to take somebody on a boat ride. Gee, I never thought about that. Just I get, don't know. Throw out a number. $100. Okay. So, up in Geneva, Illinois, uh, we've talked about these stories frequently, but they continue. A Geneva man is facing charges after officials said he was operating a charter boat business without the proper licensing. So, um, this guy, Clayton Starr, uh, has been transporting uh, people around the chain of lakes uh, as of June 23rd without a captain's license, which is required per federal regulations. And again, I think we are moving towards uh, that just shouldn't even be a thing anymore. Um, Anyway, he charged the group, and this should have been the first tip-off, $500 for two hours. Oh, that's that's a little pricey. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like, man, is this like, are we going on like a a, a 90-foot yacht? Nope. Nope, on my little 20-footer, and I'm going to give you a little tour around. It's $500. Wait, now, is he offering Pop-Tart ice cream sandwiches? <laughs> oh, God. Well, then, then it would be worth it. Right. Ah, um, there you according go. to Barry. That's right. <laughs> so, I am rather uh, cold. Here, here's the thing. When we, when we do get into this, when you are running a charter business, a true charter business, or if you're, running, you're not running it, you're not legally, I think that, <clears throat> I think, you shouldn't, to be able to run people on a charter, I don't think that a Merchant Mariner's license is really is needed anymore. I think that there's enough regulations out there to where if you're going to run it as a business, it's, it's legally licensed as a business, you have to abide by these Coast Guard regulations where the proper safety equipment, the properly trained staff on your vessel, things like that, yes. But I think the, the era of... You know, hey, I'm I'm a, a legally licensed merchant mariner to run a charter boat. I don't listen. All you have to do is pass the test to get your merchant mariner's credential. There's four sections for the OUPV test. All you got to do is go and pass the test, pass the background check, pass your physical, and and at no time does the Coast Guard get on the vessel with you. Uh, and make yeah. sure that you know how to drive the friggin' boat, whether it's let a alone, footer or it's a 70 footer. Let alone yeah. know how to put ice cream between two Pop Tarts. Stop giving away my secrets. <laughs> so, anyway, this guy was cited for operating watercraft for hire without a license, operating watercraft without proper equipment, failure to pay license fees, failure to display a license, and many other boating violations. I'm sure he also put that on his tax return. He was making this side money, he was reporting all his income, right? Like a good American, uh, five hundred. I mean, two fifty an hour, man. 
It seems, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what is the going hey, rate for. Uh, that's a great side hustle if you can get away with it. But that's the key, getting away with it, right? So I know I got to raise my rates when I take Greg out. There you go. No, there's the Greg hey, rate, two, and then there's two, the Patrick rate. <laughs> two Pop-Tart ice cream sandwiches. That's right. Hmm. <laughs> Strawberry for Greg, because he likes it with a pink top. But, but seriously, what do, you, what do you guys think about it is knowing what you know about getting a Merchant Mariner's credential, is it is it really needed at this in this in this era? Because all it does is show that you pass the test, right? And That's and it. and if there's no continuing education, there isn't. You pass it as of that moment in time. Correct. Ten years from now, all the as new long as you do your law, renewal, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're you're. And again, at no time does the Coast Guard get in a vessel with you, whether it's your bass boat that you're running for charter or it's your your ninety foot sport fish, and make sure that you know how to properly handle that. You can exit you. You can exit and enter uh, Hallover or Fort mm-hmm. Pierce Inlet. You know how to run an inlet. You know how you know that you you know what to do in case of this or that. At, at no time do they require that you do that. They basically rely on the fact that you can fill out the calendar of your sea time and you're still alive. That you know what you're doing, and mm. er- nobody ever lies on those calendars. Let me tell you, never. Greg, as a pilot, are you required to do continuing education, or once you're a pilot, you're a pilot? Well, Mm. you would have, I guess if you were flying people as passengers, you'd have to, right? Definitely. Well, just to maintain your uh, certification as a pilot, you have to do like three landings and takeoffs every three months. Night flight, you know, takeoff and landing. You you have to stay current. So there is some things that you have to maintain in that regard. So should that be for the for boating in this regard? Maybe it's very possible that that is the case. We will see. So uh, I guess we're just going to wrap it up on that thing, you know, on that note because I'm going to grab a couple pop cart uh, pop tarts, some ice cream. I'm not sure if it's going to be chocolate, vanilla, but evidently it's strawberry pop tarts, and uh, have a feast. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember whether it's sail or motor. Life is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. Come back, bear. Come back here, you barnacle-bitten swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.